millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. My name, as always, is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and let me tell you, we are sniffing out a whole host of corrupt individuals today. Who you see on screen right now just happens to be Another mainstream media journalist in the likes of Rick Salibi and the other CNN producers who were not only accused but convicted of abusing and trafficking young children. Well, this guy was the editor-in-chief of a major left-wing news outlet and most suspiciously a denier of the idea that Pizzagate could exist. Isn't that strange? Seems to keep happening over and over and over again. We're going to expose the hell out of this sicko. Now, normally I'd say that everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but the FBI have produced quite the timeline demonstrating exactly how much of a sicko this guy is. So we're about to put him on blast. We've also got crazy stuff happening down in Georgia. We've got a couple of updates on some Soros prosecutors and brand new information about that baggie of cocaine. So sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we will be right back after this. 
Now, generally, when it comes to anti-aging, pretty much everybody out there is looking for that miracle pill, something that's just going to fix everything. But the truth of the matter is that generally you're going to have to use multiple products that target each area of the skin differently to fully combat the appearance of aging. There's some supplements that might attempt to reduce wrinkles. There are others that might bring back firmness to sagging skin. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling multiple anti-aging products. You see, it's a special type of collagen, and it's better at maintaining skin elasticity, reducing the visible signs of aging, and promoting a youthful complexion more than most any anti-aging products I've seen typically found on the store shelves. And tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up this notion that this collagen is not only a modern-day fountain of youth, but that it also removes the need for us to use multiple countless serums and anti-aging supplements. But there's more. If you order now, you're also going to get 53% off free live VIP health and fitness coaching for life, a free new ebook entitled The 14 Foods for Amazing Skin, a 60-day money-back satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to my special website, healthwithredpill.com. Once again, that's healthwithredpill.com to take advantage of this limited time offer before it's too late. So go there now, hit the link in the description below, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, good evening and welcome back. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. If you haven't yet, Please consider hitting that like button or hitting the red pill. It really does help out the show. It lets both people who might stop on by or people who have never heard of the show before, Rumble, Foxhole, know that this is a good, good program, that we're talking about real hard-hitting issues today. And believe me, we have so much to cover. I wanted to say hello to a new name out there who may have been here before, but I just may not have seen him. Uh, Maurice Popcork, who says he's there in the UK, 10 p.m. over there in the UK. Uh, I wonder if we're going to have our Australian correspondent, Vector, here as well. So, Vector, I'm going to say hello to you from the get-go. Hopefully you see it, and uh, maybe I'll see you if you come on in. So thank you very much, everybody, for hanging out with us. We have so much news and information to go through. Yesterday I said it was a bit of a slow news day. It's not going to be a slow news day today. Let us begin by heading down to Georgia, the Peach State. Let's take a trip down south. So what is going on? Well, among the continuing morass of this fake RICO investigation and criminal trial, series of criminal trials that Fannie Willis has been attempting to uh, lay at the feet of Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants, we just had a leak of sorts coming out, which was a deposition given by both Sidney Powell and Jenna Ellis. Now, I think there may have been two others, but those were the only two that I watched any of. And uh, what these were was a deposition given in the wake of their proffer agreement. The proffer agreement is what a lawyer, uh, a prosecutor rather, makes with a defendant uh, for them to tell the entire story of whatever it is they want to find out and that any information given in the in the in the course of that proffer agreement cannot be used to criminally hold them liable for anything in the future. Now, for both Jenna Ellis, uh, Sidney Powell, also Kenneth Chesborough, none of these people have pled guilty to any of the charges related to racketeering. Uh, none of them have pled guilty to anything that would harm President Trump. And I would argue that the release of these so-called depositions uh, do nothing but help 
President Trump. And they may, in fact, help other defendants in the course of this trial, uh, because there are some defendants who refuse to take the plea bargain. Uh, those people who are going to see this through to the bitter end are more than likely going to face multi-million dollar legal bills. Uh, and if they can afford it, if they have the uh, uh, the funds in, in the bank or if they have the ability to raise it, <clears throat> then I see nothing wrong with that. Uh, and although I don't necessarily like it when other people are pleading guilty, because, of course, the mainstream media's insinuation is that Donald Trump did something wrong, that there is some meat to these RICO charges, even though there isn't. I also understand it when they plead guilty to lesser charges, lesser charges <clears throat> that if they were to go to trial on, they would most likely be found guilty. Uh, now, if they can cop to something they did that is a misdemeanor, that's essentially nothing at all. Uh, but not be forced to plead guilty to a massive charge like RICO, which could put you in prison for decades, uh, then I think that that's totally understandable. I would hazard a guess and say that, you know, some of you have been victims of the criminal justice system, or perhaps you screwed up when you were younger and you were forced to make your way through it. A lot of people do. That's okay. What matters is how you live your life after that moment and what you choose to do with it. Uh, but quite often, prosecutors, whether it's county, city, township, <clears throat> state, or federal, uh, they have quite the conviction rate, somewhere above 99%. So you can pretty much be assured that if you try to take something to trial, you're probably going to be found guilty, regardless of your guilt or innocence. But turns out that these depositions have been leaked by a, uh, a, a lawyer for one of these other co-defendants that has been named along with President Trump in these RICO indictments. And it was admitted earlier today during a hearing in Georgia uh, where he said that he had leaked these so-called depositions of these other defendants to one outlet. Uh, that one outlet, if I'm not mistaken, was ABC News. Now – the uh, former Coffee County elections official, Misty Hampton, is who this lawyer is representing. Um, Jonathan Miller is that lawyer, and he told Judge Scott McAfee that he released the videos because he believed that they helped his client. I would say that they do help his client, and they also help Donald Trump, and I'll explain that in a moment. But McAfee had scheduled this hearing uh, to consider – the motion filed by Fannie Willis on Tuesday uh, for an order to prohibit the disclosure of any of this discovery material. Now, the only reason that Fannie Willis wouldn't want that discovery material getting out is because she's. <clears throat> but what matters is that Donald Trump didn't just seize power. He handed the reins over to Joe Biden and let him take this country down a long, dark, twisting road. So it doesn't matter what they think he meant or what Dan Scavino's intention was at the moment that he told Jenna Ellis that. What matters is what people did. You know, you, you can talk about doing stupid things all day. This is America, right? I'm not saying that what Dan said was stupid, but just, you know, in a general sense. We can say all kinds of things, uh, but if it comes down to it, you're like, you know, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about speeding down I-95 uh, between 95 and 100 miles an hour. That would be against the law. And if I got caught by a cop doing that, then I'd probably get a ticket. In fact, I might even get a, a reckless driving ticket, and that would really screw me over. <clears throat> but just talking about it does not make me guilty of doing it. 
So ABC News published this video on Monday. I was actually surprised I didn't hear about it until this morning. Uh, And uh, Jenna Ellis told this story about Dan Scavino. He called him the boss. Uh, I would call him the boss as well, I think, if I worked for Donald Trump. But he he told Jenna Ellis supposedly that they were not going to leave the White House under any circumstances. Uh, And, of course, the Washington Post, they had to weigh in. They also spoke about this just a little bit more. They talked about the – uh, the deposition of Kenneth Chesborough, also Sidney Powell, and then Scott Hall. Now, Scott Hall I'm not particularly familiar with, but all four of these people have taken plea deals to this point. And again, they've all taken plea deals that have nothing to do with racketeering. And in a number of instances, they have nothing to do with Fulton County either. Fannie Willis is reaching. She's going way outside of her comfort zone, way outside of her authority. <clears throat> So he said to hide those proffers that show all the underlying things that went into those pleas misleads the public about what's going on. And he's right, because the mainstream media, ABC News, Fannie Willis, anybody out there in the fake news talking about this, they say Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesborough and Scott Hall have all pled guilty to charges related to the charges that Donald Trump received, related to the RICO charges, not to the RICO charges, and that is a very, very important distinction. Let's say you're charged with murder, okay, because you get into a car accident and you accidentally kill somebody. If you plead guilty to vehicular manslaughter, you're not pleading guilty to murder. Murder means that you intended to kill someone and that you had some level of premeditation. Uh, but if you're driving a car and through your own negligence, you cause the death of another person, you can plead guilty to vehicular manslaughter. You're going to get jail time, you're going to get prison time, but it's going to be a lot less. All right. So pleading guilty to vehicular manslaughter is not the same thing as pleading guilty to murder. In the same way that Jenna Ellis pleading guilty to what? I don't even know what she pled guilty to, to be honest with you. It's such a a small charge. Uh, But I can tell you that Sidney Powell pled guilty to mishandling election equipment in another county, which I believe is in Coffee County. Uh, Again, outside of the purview of Fannie Willis. So that's what they're trying to do here. They want to keep all of the evidence secret. They want to keep everything that the defendants say secret so that they're the only ones who are actually putting the information out there through their mainstream media mouthpieces. This is the same thing that Ngorin and uh, uh, Peekaboo Williams are attempting to do up in New York. Two of those defendants were directly related to my client. That would be Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell. That must have been uh, Jenna Ellis pleading guilty to what happened in uh, Coffee County as well. And I believe that – I don't believe that either of those hurt my client. If anything – I believe they helped my client uh, and that this is a very, very public trial and the district attorney's office shouldn't be able to set the tone for the entire trial. The public has a right to know. He's 100 percent right. Uh, and then McAfee responded, well, it's a good slogan, but do we have any case law that says pretrial discovery is part of our First Amendment concerns? It seems like having open files for everybody to start litigating the case before we actually even get inside a courtroom has a lot of side effects that I don't know if we've thought through. Well, the only problem is, Judge McAfee, the information is out there, and now you and uh, your friend Fannie Willis are going to have to deal with how you actually address it. Uh, I hope that the mainstream media starts asking questions. Uh, you know, well, 
Fannie Willis, if your contention is that Donald Trump didn't believe that the election was stolen, then why would he be trying to secure election equipment, as Sidney Powell said, uh, to investigate whether or not the election was stolen? Uh, Why was he trying to come to some sort of bipartisan agreement uh, with both Republicans and Democrats and maybe even the military to go in and grab the election equipment, the electronic voting machines, the tabulators, all of those things, and to examine them? To see if the election was stolen. Those are simply not the actions of somebody who believes that he lost the election. If he hadn't done any of that, it might actually look like it. So I'm actually looking forward to more discovery being leaked on this case. I think the American people have a newsworthy interest in it. I, as a journalist, have the right to cover it and I have the right to commentate on it. And you, as the American public, have the right to make up your own minds without having undue influence from Fannie Willis, Judge McAfee, or any of their talking heads in the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. So thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Miller. All right. So Real briefly, I'm sure you remember the sad, sorry saga of Kim Gardner, once a rising star among George Soros's bought and paid for city attorneys and prosecutors all over America. The whole reason Kim Gardner was paid to get into this race and to win it was so that she could weaken the structural integrity, the societal integrity of the St. Louis area. Turns out uh, that uh, the things that she was doing are worse than people could have even possibly imagined. Now we have them quantified. Uh, The attorney general of Missouri was attempting to get her removed from office. They were actually in court and she saw the writing on the wall. Kim Gardner said, you know what? They got me. They got me, son. I might as well just leave. Bow out before they actually have to fire me or find me guilty which made the whole case moot. However, the investigation into Kim Gardner and the way that she handled herself and her office and the way that she mishandled thousands of cases was well documented. Uh, So the attorney general's office has released their comprehensive report, which details the tenure of Kim Gardner. She was the former St. Louis city attorney, and her administration has been described as a rudderless ship of chaos. We talked about the many things that she and the lawyers working for her did, uh, which screwed the pooch on cases. They didn't reach out to victims. Uh, They allowed people who were guilty of some heinous things to just get off scot-free because they never even showed up after they were charged. They never showed up to the hearings. Uh, They lost evidence. They refused to prosecute. But We've got a new 62-page report, and it provides a really interesting and in-depth analysis of the time when Gardner was in office. Uh, It details her failed policies, and then, of course, most importantly, the impact on the criminal justice system there in St. Louis, and I would say even more importantly, the impact on the people of that city. So – Uh, The attorney general said Kim Gardner hit the eject button and resigned as city attorney when it became clear that our lawsuit to remove her from office was going to be successful. My office has published the Gardner report to ensure that no one person will ever take our state hostage again. I certainly hope the people of St. Louis have learned their lesson. So. When it comes to the uh, Gardner report, as it's being called, they want to put it out there in the public domain. That way, everybody will know what happened. They'll know just how ineffectual she was and how willfully ignorant and blind to the law she was as well. 
So this is the culmination of interviews of tens of thousands of documents, nearly 40 witnesses, uh, many, many findings. But here are the key ones. First of all, she dismissed 25,000 cases. And I want to say that was in like a four-year tenure. No, she took over in 2017, all right? <clears throat> so just about five. Uh, 25,000 cases dismissed. Obviously, this raises a lot of concern about the way that justice is implemented in St. Louis. It's also one of the most violent cities in America. So you can imagine the types of people who were just having cases dismissed. And then on top of the dismissals, you had nearly 3,000 cases that they just failed to prosecute. These were dismissed because they didn't follow procedure. They failed to prosecute. Uh, it indicates that there was a systemic breakdown inside the city attorney's office. Uh, there was also a misuse of taxpayer money. Rather than using the money they had in the budget to actually go after crooks and criminals, uh, well, they were spending a lot of that money on things that uh, didn't need to happen. $351,500 to an unlicensed attorney for legal advice. <laughs> There's a lot of unlicensed attorneys out there who are giving legal advice. You can find them on YouTube and other places. Uh, but that's just bad. I can't believe that a city attorney's office was doling out $351,000 to an unlicensed attorney so that they could give them advice. It goes to show you just how bad Gardner was at her job. And it's a blatant mis misuse of taxpayer funds. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the victims, those were really the most tragic part of the story, violations of the Crimes Victims Rights Act. Uh, they are accused of countless violations of this act, which comprise the rights and welfare of victims in criminal cases. They, as the prosecuting attorneys, have a responsibility to communicate exactly what's going on to the victims in just about every single case. Uh, and then, of course, her resignation amidst the legal pressure. She was all prepared to hear the verdict, but just a couple hours before that judge dropped it, she said, you know what, I'm going to bounce. I'm out of here. So uh, pretty good stuff. I thought that that was uh, an excellent way to end the, uh, the saga of Kim Gardner. And we almost almost had a similar situation happening in Loudoun County, Virginia, uh, where a Soros-backed prosecutor just lost to somebody who is not Soros-backed. Buta Bibaraj lost by only 300 votes to Bob Anderson. This was a closely contested race, and it goes to show you, it should go to show you, how important every single legitimate vote is. You have to believe with the amount of money that was pumped into this race, we're talking about, what, uh, 190,000 votes total? Okay, it's a small area. <clears throat> but George Soros realized a long time ago that when you control the elections at the local level, you can really fundamentally change a country from the ground up. It's what I've been telling you guys for a long time. This is why we've got to run for office. This is why we've got to enter the political fray. We need people who want DNA from somebody dipping a key in, DNA from some somebody holding onto the baggie, opening it up. You should have DNA all over the outside, all over the inside. It's, you know, incontrovertible. Well, guess what? There was DNA on that. And we realize now because someone had uh, done a FOIA request uh, and it, it was determined by the Secret Service that there definitely was DNA, despite whatever they said, whoever it is they're trying to protect. 
So Jesse Waters actually revealed this last night. We're talking about roughly 100 pages of documents that have been uh, that have been uh, handed over as a result of this FOIA request. And it shows uh, that 100 percent that the narrative surrounding the White House cocaine baggie uh, has a whole bunch of inconsistencies. And from the get go, it never really added up. Now, The only thing is we don't know whose DNA it is, but we can take a guess. I would probably believe – I would bet good money that somebody from the Biden family had DNA on that baggie and maybe even multiple people from the Biden family. Mm. Oh, you guys. Is there problems with the stream over on Rumble? (sighs) Great. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Well, listen, hopefully you're hearing me right now because this, my friends, is the lead from the title, from the thumbnail. Uh, and it's something I've been waiting to talk to you about all day because not only does it mean we've gotten a pedophile off the street and we're very close to putting him away for a very long time, but it's another vindication of the types of things that we've been raising awareness about, that we've been drawing attention to for years. Uh, One time in the past, I covered a story. Well, I mean, I put together a series of stories talking about politicians who had been accused and found to be engaging in acts of child abuse, child abduction, child pornography, And uh, the fair number of them were Democrats. I think Dennis Haystert was in there, and obviously he's a Republican. Um, But at the end of the day, it seems to skew in one direction. Now, there's definitely bad people who identify as Republican, and there's bad people who identify as Democrats. But it's very, very, very often that the people who publicly identify as the worst type of leftist trash also end up being some sort of child groomer, a pedophile, or perhaps even a child pornographer. And the sick bastard in this story falls into the latter category. His name is Slade Somer. Slade Somer, until very recently, was the editor-in-chief at a left-wing online news website called The Recount. You may have seen it. He was arrested for child pornography, and not just a couple of pictures, but for some of the most heinous examples of child pornography uh, that law enforcement has seen in recent years. Uh, He lost his job at the recount when, in mid-September, the FBI came in and raided him and seized all of his electronics. Uh, I believe that at that time, they also came in and got electronics that he used at the recount, which is probably why they became aware of it, probably why he got fired. But once this was out there in the world, the recount was very quick to sever ties with Mr. Somer. Uh, And Mr. Somer was very quick to cover his own tracks. He deleted his Twitter very quickly thereafter. He's a 44-year-old Democrat, leftist, we'll say. We'll just call him a leftist. But he reportedly has now been released on $100,000 bail. Uh, This was on Monday. He was charged in a Massachusetts court. He not only possessed, but he distributed hundreds of child pornography images and video. Now, it gets worse. So tighten your belts, put on your iron stomach. Somer 
has also been a camp counselor for a New York City-based nonprofit. Uh, he was arrested at his home in Otis, Massachusetts, uh, just on Friday. The raid initially to get his electronics was back in September. Uh, and, you know, once again, weeks after law enforcement had come in and confiscated all of his electronic devices, uh, sending him over a search warrant. Uh, and he's pled not guilty to two counts of child pornography. I don't know why they didn't charge him with more, considering the fact that there were hundreds, not only pictures, but videos. But he's also been charged with two counts of dissemination of child pornography. I actually have a timeline here. We're going to go through that in just a moment. But if he is convicted... He faces a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years in a state prison. Uh, that's just on the dissemination of child pornography. Uh, and then also five years if convicted of the possession of child pornography. Now, the assistant district attorney for this area, Marianne Shelby, she's the one who said that this is the most egregious case she's ever come across in her long career. A spokesperson for the recount, the news agency, the left wing fake news rag that Somer had previously worked for, said oh, Somer is no longer editor in chief. And this is following a company restructuring exercise in early October to focus on our editorial and commercial plans. So it's even worse. They allowed him to stay on even after he had been served with the search warrant. Now, it's so funny because when we point out the grooming of children all the time. We will be called conspiracists. We will be called uh, disinformation experts uh, or disseminators. We will be called fake news. Uh, but this child grooming is a major problem largely among the left of America or people who hide within the left, the LGBTQ plus two spirit, so on and so on community. You've got some really bad people who wear that that rainbow flag so that they can hide amongst people who would otherwise be normal. It's not relegated to the mainstream media. It's also out there majorly in popular culture. There is some some star who is a pop star I read about in the prepping for today's show. Um, shucks. Uh, what was, uh, you know what? I totally, uh, totally forgot their name. Anyways, they're a German pop singer and they identify as a woman. They went through sex reassignment surgery at the age of 16 and they were giving an interview to a music magazine about the fact that gay sex is happening in the audience. And they made the comment, that's lit. It's lit that gay sex is happening at live shows that I'm performing at. The only problem is eight-year-old children are allowed to attend these shows. So that means that a small child may be present at the same time that two men are having sex in the middle of a crowd. Okay, that's disgusting. That has no place around a child. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. It's not my business. Okay, I don't want to know about it. But I'm going to call your ass out. If you're talking about doing this in front of kids, because it's not okay. Libs of TikTok at uh, one time in the past had noted that the accused Slade Somer had been celebrated for working with elementary school kids. That article was published in the Daily Beast or I'm sorry, it was published in BuzzFeed 
uh, back in like 2015, 2014. Well, as soon as news came out about Somer being arrested for possession and distribution of child pornography, uh, BuzzFeed went in and killed that article. They deleted it right off the Internet. Thank God I have the archive. We're going to talk exactly about what he was celebrated for. And it's very similar to this pop star saying that she or he loves it, that there's dudes having sex in a crowd with children. So the illegal material that he was found to be in possession of, like I said, it's it's pictures, it's videos, more than 1,300 photographs and videos. And we're talking about kids as young as three or four years old. Okay, we're talking about some really sadistic abuse. Also, along with all of these photos and videos, the police found text messages that were sent by Somer, and they shared details on how to kidnap and rape a child. So it sounds to me like this is something he's done before. All right. And I I have one question. I have one question. If he's actually done this, are those children still around? Are they still alive? Or did he murder them, bury them in a shallow grave in the New Jersey Pine Barrens? Did he allow them to go home to their parents? I mean, you can't just kidnap a child and just hope that everything will be okay. I'd be really interested to know if in Otis, which is where he lived, this is Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken, uh, how many missing children there are in that in that part of the world? How do you know how to kidnap a child unless you've got firsthand experience? I think it's a question we need to ask. There were a number of other troubling conversations contained in his text messages, which indicated that Stephen Somer or, or Slade Somer had participated in and was capable of extreme cruelty. Some of the sickest stuff that you can possibly imagine. So. Unfortunately, the nature of these charges do not allow them to ask that he be held without bail. I think that's a problem. If somebody is engaging in this type of behavior, I think they should be held without bail. I don't think they should ever be allowed out because he's clearly a danger to society. He's a danger to anyone around him who's a child. And obviously, with as long as he's gotten away with it, 30, 40 years maybe, he's been able to hone his craft. You know, it's like a a serial killer who starts killing at a young age, you know, by the time they get to their 40s, it's no big deal. They know exactly what they're doing. This guy, he was a freaking camp counselor. He knew what he was doing. So I said that it gets worse. It does. It does. Uh, In one of the videos, it appears that he was directing or at least filming the rape of a small child. So the prosecutor was very clear. There is likely to be additional charges for additional people and perhaps even for Mr. Somer himself. I hope so, because I want this guy in prison for the rest of his life. And, I, and I'm, I'm reminded of, of a meme that I often see. It's a woman holding a sign and it says, dead pedophiles don't reoffend. I truly believe that people who engage in this type of behavior do not do not and should not have the right to walk the earth. I think that when you destroy a child's life, when you perpetrate an act so heinous on a young child who then has to live with that, who then has to integrate it into their mind, into their persona, who has to learn how to trust again, if they ever do, you don't deserve to live. 
And this is why the mainstream media consistently covers up for pedophiles, not just because pedophiles are among them, but because they know that pedophiles are among them. And they know that if it gets out just how widespread this garbage is, that maybe you're going to see people in the streets with pitchforks and uh, and burning torches. Yes, they cannot be rehabilitated. That's why they give them chemical castration. There's um, there is a, a, a town, I believe it's in maybe California, someplace in the Southwest, and it's it's just people who are sex offenders, and they're people of varying degrees of sex offender status. But they all are sex offenders. They've had sex with somebody, abused somebody, raped somebody, whatever it might be, and uh, and they live in a, a little community. Because, well, not only do they know that they can't be around families, they can't be around children, they can't be around regular society, nobody wants them in regular society. So from 1997 to 2001, Mr. Somer attended Northwestern University. This is where he earned his bachelor's degree in journalism. And then in August 2010, this is when he became co-director of Camp Power which provides children from New York's most underfunded and underserved neighborhoods with freedom and encouragement. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like he figured out how to gain access to underprivileged children, children who would be the most at risk so that he could abuse them in whatever way he felt was necessary in the privacy of a cabin in the Catskills. In October of 2010, that's when he became uh, co-editor, or excuse me, editor-in-chief of Hyper Vocal in New York City. It was a, a magazine or a newspaper or a website that he had founded. He was actually a Sirius XM radio host in New York City from July 2012 to July 2014. And in February of 2015 until February of 2017, he was managing editor of Mike in New York City. From March of 2017 to February of 2018, he was the managing editor of Beam in New York City. Uh, Beam was a social media app that was created by a guy named Casey Neistat, and he sold it to CNN. So when this guy was working there, he was he was actually an employee of CNN. So here we go. We have another CNN pedophile. That's three at least that I know about. It was February of 2019 when he joined Recount Media in New York as the editor-in-chief. Then we skip ahead to 2021 when he started having conversations with someone on Telegram about plans to lure, kidnap, and assault children. And then by June of 20, June 16th of this year, the Berkshire County Law Enforcement Task, Task Force initiated an investigation into him following a tip <clears throat> from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It was October 17th of this year when a search warrant was executed at his residence in East Otis, and it resulted in the seizure of his phones, multiple electronic devices. And this is where those 1,300 or so thousands uh, of uh, explicit images and videos of children were found. Hundreds of them involved child pornography, depicting the assault of minors as young as three to four years old. One is a masturbation video of a boy aged 11. He produced at least one pornographic video, and he disseminated 
those pornographic videos as well. On November 11th, 2023, he was arrested at his residence in East Otis, and this is when he was charged with the possession and the distribution of child pornography. He got out on bail on the 13th, and he's going to be back in court on December 1st, 21st, rather. So I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this case. Um, there was, uh, before we actually take a look at that BuzzFeed article where they're gushing about the fact that he's uh, grooming children at this camp, uh, there was a uh, A little side here that I wanted to mention, Uh, it had to do with the way they caught him. They actually believe the Center for Missing and Exploited Children uh, had detected the transfer of child pornography from his IP address on an ongoing basis. And so that was the tip that they actually gave to the FBI. So if we take a look at this article, I'm sorry, this is 2018. So this is just before he joined the recount. It's entitled, and you won't believe this, People Are Touched by This Writer's Conversation with a Group of Fourth Graders. I was eight years old, nine years old, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, something like that. I have to think about it. I was five in kindergarten, six in first, (laughs) seventh in second, third in eighth. Yes, I was in third grade. I would have been nine in fourth grade. So his Instagram, along with his Twitter, they're all deleted. You can't find him anymore. I don't know if anybody got an uh, um, uh, an archive before. So, But on Friday, his story about visiting his mother's fourth grade classroom started gaining attention on Twitter. He said he was there to discuss writing with them. So here's a fun story. I spent the morning in my mom's fourth grade classroom, this being a perfect confluence of Teacher Appreciation Week and Mother's Day. The plan to discuss writing. Outside of that, I don't have much in common with 10-year-olds, so I was nervous. Look at him trying to cover up, obfuscate right there. The kids were super excited to meet him. He doesn't even mention here that he was a camp counselor, and he had been for eight years at this point. So I get there, and the kids are psyched. Here's a new adult, someone who wants to talk to them so that you can groom them to rape them at a later date. Someone who knows their teacher, too. So we go over to the group corner and 20 of them sit cross-legged in a semicircle surrounding me at the chair. Eventually, the personal questions started coming. And this is where it gets weird. I have each kid go one by one and tell me their name and one thing I should know about them. It was adorable. A couple of the kids liked dinosaurs. Some liked wrestling, surfing, skateboard tricks, cool stuff. Fun so far. We're feeling good. But then they start peppering questions at me. I didn't expect to be answering personal questions at all. I thought we were just going to talk about writing, but they were so naturally curious about their teacher's son, so I played along. Eventually, he gets to the point where he admits to them that he's gay. And he starts talking about the fact that being able to hang out with kids and show them how cool it is to be gay and to come out and to feel good about that, that's a good thing. Now, I want to be very clear. There is a difference between being gay and having sex with kids, raping children, okay? Being attracted to children is pedophilia. You can be a pedophile and be attracted to children of the same gender or the opposite gender. But Slade, I don't know which one he was. Uh, He's clearly just a sicko. So it goes on and on and on, and uh, I'm not even going to go through it, but I just wanted to show you the disgusting nature of his interaction with those children. And uh, just to point out once more that, uh, again, on on so many occasions, we find that 
people who are at a high level in the mainstream media are engaging in some of the most heinous activity behind the scenes, and they use their power, their privilege, and their access to children to abuse them. Now, Slade, he was also a Pizzagate denier. Isn't that funny? You know, I'm not talking about the guy who walked into Comet Ping Pong and shot the server, the magic bullet. I'm talking about the institutionalized child trafficking and the abuse of children that happens among elite circles, such as those in the mainstream media or politics or business, banking, industry. We can go back to the Franklin Boystown scandal. That was Republicans and also Democrats, but it was a Republican who was running that child trafficking ring. He's the one who brought the young boys, the call boy scandal to Washington, D.C. You're not a call boy. You're not a prostitute. If you're a child and someone's trafficking you, you are a victim. Anyways, I hate that guy. And I'm really glad that uh, that he's going to get what's coming to him. I sincerely hope that we see more charges and I hope that he doesn't step out of prison ever again. I hope that they put him into gen population, and I hope that he gets exactly what's coming to him. Andre, 2021, uh, says, say what you will about the Pablo Escobars and the John Gottis of the world. At least their morals had limits. Women and children were off limits. These morals have completely died in this day and age. They absolutely have. Uh, Yeah, you know, organized crime, definitely. They had a code. Uh, They had things that they just wouldn't do. And uh, gradually, uh, as crime moved into other groups, it was basically whatever is uh, possible, whatever is necessary. And as people have been encouraged to embrace these sorts of alternative lifestyles, as the mainstream media continues to push the idea on us of consensual child and adult sexual relationships – this stuff is happening in the, in the background, and it needs to be exposed as uh, as much as possible. Uh, Serter says they put these people in protective custody. They need to go to general population. They do, but every now and then, somebody slips through. Fredo Wakening says, make millstones great again. Is that like a tying a millstone around somebody's neck and then throwing them into a shallow pond, like an eight-foot uh, uh, Chesapeake Bay? Inlet, something like that. All right, you guys, I, I got to take a break. I need to clear my throat. I'm drinking coffee. It's It's got milk products in it, and it always makes my throat worse. Uh, so sit back, and I'll, we'll be right back after this. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot owned lab. ESS 60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 
C60EVO, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to C60EVO.com forward slash redpill78, and then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's C60EVO.com forward slash redpill78, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. T.Z. Burton says, uh, did the FBI arrest the pedo or did they ask him for notes? Uh, well, thank God in this part of the United States, there were some really honorable FBI agents. They arrested him. <clears throat> you can bet that maybe there's a couple in the Washington, D.C. field office who wish that uh, Slade had been living in their neck of the woods so they could go ahead and cover for him. But I think that the story is out there. And there's no way. There's no way he's going to be able to uh, to cover it up. Now, speaking of holding the FBI accountable, today was a good day. Okay, Christopher Ray was put in the hot seat. Representative Clay Higgins nailed Christopher Ray to the wall. And specifically, it was about those FBI ghost buses. If you will remember, go back in time with me. One year ago, November 2022, Christopher Ray testified before Congress on the threats facing U.S. national security. Remember, uh, white domestic extremism is the... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Greatest threat to national security. That's what he said. During that questioning, Clay Higgins had asked Christopher Wray about the plainclothes operatives who were dressed as Trump supporters inside the U.S. Capitol prior to the doors being opened on January 6th. Now, Wray refused at that time to answer the question because, of course, Christopher Wray is above the law. He's the head of the FBI. But, of course, it's an ongoing investigation, sources and methods and all of that garbage that they generally use to cover up the terrible things that they do. So Christopher Wray, uh, well, I'm sorry, Clay Higgins says, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th, 2021? Chris said, Congressman, I'm sure you can appreciate. I have to be very careful about what I can say. Clay said, well, that's what you told us two years ago. Chris Ray said, may I finish? May I finish? Uh, When we do and do not, where we do and do not, use confidential human sources, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, well, that's categorically false. Clay then follows up, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January 6th? prior to the doors being open. Chris can't answer. He says, again, I have to be very careful. And Clay called him out at that time. He said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people, no, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol? Well, the answer, of course, to that question is yes. Yes, they did. All right. So one year ago, well, today, Christopher Ray was in Congress again, appearing once more before Representative Clay Higgins, and he had the opportunity to ask him another set of questions about the FBI operatives that were working not only inside the Capitol, but in the crowd outside the Capitol on January 6th. And then Clay dropped a bomb mentioning those ghost buses that arrived. That was when those buses came in with people who were brought in to protest. We're talking about You know, outside confidential human sources, FBI employees. We're talking about Antifa, who then dressed up as Trump supporters. Uh, I believe we do not have a video. Oh, we do have a video. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, ultimately, as we consider threats to the homeland in our annual hearing on that topic with with leading members of the executive branch before us. It's important to reflect upon the simple fact that ultimately Americans are quite capable of defending our own soil, our own cultures and communities against foreign invasion or against armed oppression from within. However, it's far more threatening to our republic if our own government facilitates criminal invasion, and it is incredibly threatening to our citizenry if our government's highest levels of law enforcement coordinate organized campaigns 
of weaponized oppression, oppression, harassment, investigation, arrest and prosecution, and imprisonment of free Americans. That, Mr. Chairman, is the primary threat a homeland. That is the primary threat to the safety and security of America. The actions of the deep state, the actions of the criminal actors inside the FBI, in the DOJ, in a variety of different federal agencies, that is the threat to national security. Because what they're doing is completely dismantling the institutions that are only in place to keep us safe as the people who have consented to create this government so that it can serve us, keep our borders safe, implement the laws, and ensure that we don't have insurrections. There was definitely an insurrection on January 6th, but it wasn't a Trump insurrection. It wasn't a MAGA insurrection. It was an insurrection by the people inside the U.S. government who sought to ensure that Donald Trump would not be able to remain president, that the stolen election of 2020 would stand, and that nobody would have the balls to stick up for what they knew was right on January 6th. They're the ones who committed an insurrection. They're the ones who broke the law. They're the ones who instigated the event that we saw take place that day. Faces today. Secretary Mayorkas, I've noted you as a worthy adversary, sir, for two and a half years, but my issue is not with you today. I'm done with you. I've completed my investigative work. It's quite extensive. I've filed my articles of impeachment against you, and I've, I've provided my investigative work to the appropriate committee. So let me just say that my articles have been filed and my time with you is done. <laughs> Director Ray. L- let me just say, Clay Higgins and his slow, methodical approach to delivering his message. It reminds me of Aesop's fable about the tortoise and the hare. Okay. And if anybody here ever read any of those stories when you were a kid, I'm sure that you know this particular fable, uh, the race between the tortoise and the hare and the hare being so confident because he's so fast that he's going to win. He ends up screwing the pooch, falling asleep, and the tortoise walking ever so slowly across the finish line beats him and shows him that sometimes it's not about uh, how fast you are. It's about your determination and your resilience to follow through. That's Clay Higgins right here. Last year, you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, according to the record, I asked you, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote, again, I have to be very careful of what I say. To which I said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th. A year has passed. We sit here again a year later. We the people. 
Still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th and on January 6th here in D.C. We can't get a straight answer, although we have a tremendous amount of evidence harvested and reviewed over the course of the last year, which you will see in September. Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive We'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no, you're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may I answer your, the question? Your moment, your moment will come. This is my time. So, so here's the thing, because uh, I see people mentioning it in the chat. You know, trust, trust Ray, right? Uh, trust anybody that you've been told to trust. Here's my take, and it's always been my take. Uh, it could go one of two ways. Either we're trusting Ray to do the right thing, which would mean that as he has presided over the greatest exposure of the FBI in history, perhaps he's been collating evidence, perhaps he's been building a case, which in time will be delivered, at which point he will be revealed as uh, the true destroyer of that old guard, the corrupt FBI. Or it might be that we were meant to trust that Christopher Ray was going to do what everybody else had done, which would allow also for the exposure of the FBI. As all of these things are taking place around him, as so many different irons are in the fire, uh, these people who want to remain in power, they're going to continue to do what they do, which is to deep state, right? So if that's taking place and other people are paying attention and that evidence is being gathered, then at the proper time and place, that will be revealed. Now, for me personally, I believe that no matter which side Christopher Ray is on, no matter what you believe about him, it is so vitally important to continue to call attention to the bad behavior at the FBI and to hold Christopher Ray accountable in situations like this, because every time he refuses to answer the question, he just incriminates the FBI more and it becomes more obvious to the American people. And the only thing that matters at the end of the day is waking up the most greatest number of people that we possibly can. We want to fully Put these people on blast and make it as obvious as possible that the United States government and many of its institutions are hopelessly broken and have been run by corrupt, powerful people whose interests lie outside of the best interests of you and I. So until Christopher Ray comes out with a manila folder and says, you know, guess what, guys, I, I was I was tracking you all along and I'm going to hand this over to President Trump now that he's back. You know, uh, I, uh, I I refuse to go one way or the other because I know that it could be 
one or the other. But I am still going to point out the failings in Christopher Ray's FBI. I've said on so many occasions, there's good people and there's bad people at the FBI. There has to be. I mean, just the law of averages, percentages, uh, proportions. It has to be. Has to be. Uh, but I'm not narcissistic or uh, self-absorbed enough to think that I know 100 percent. People can surprise you. Let's continue. This year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January 6th, close quote. Milo, you're absolutely right. It's like saying trust the deep state to be corrupt and expose themselves. Uh, that That is exactly my point. Yes. Uh, let's see. Suscam 15. Ray, Pence, and Barr are in the same boat. The boat called exposure. Yes, uh, I believe so. Uh, because each of them had some part to play in something that I believe must be and inevitably will be exposed. Uh, and when that happens... We may learn that uh, there was something else happening that wasn't public. You know, just knowing as much as I know about government, the the interconnected machinations, the compartmentalized nature of it, it is vital. It is vital to present a face that maybe is not necessarily congruent with your private face. Okay, and so people do and say things in the public square that are completely at odds with what's actually happening behind the scenes. Uh, So until that time, it's all a guessing game. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, your director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. It's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. Mm-hmm. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. These buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters you, and you, deployed on our capital on January 6th. You made, Your day you is your, coming, Mr. Your Ray. So what Clay Higgins just did there is he asked Christopher Ray to incriminate himself and the FBI. And that's exactly what Christopher Ray just did. Now, the only way that Christopher Ray didn't incriminate himself is if he was legitimately unaware of the activity of his own FBI. And personally, I find that difficult to believe. And I saw that somebody in the chat had mentioned uh, Christopher Ray committing treason in regards to the uh, interference in the election with the Hunter Biden laptop. I, I don't know if technically he could be convicted of treason for that. Um, but we do know that 
the investigations into Hunter Biden and the Biden family, they were they were stopped by the FBI field office in Washington, D.C. That wouldn't be where Christopher Ray was working. And again, just going back to the compartmentalized nature of investigations uh, and the way they work, uh, Christopher Ray wouldn't necessarily know about the investigations that had been killed. Somebody would have to specifically bring him that evidence. And let's assume for a moment that Christopher Ray was gathering intel on the bad people within the FBI, uh, not knowing who he could trust, but certainly knowing who he couldn't trust and who he had to pretend to be aligned with. If there was an overarching multi-year investigation designed to remove this rot from government, he would not be able to step in and say, guess what? We're going to have to do it this way, and we're going to go ahead and bring charges against Hunter Biden. But think about it like this. Christopher Ray is at the top of the pyramid, okay? And the FBI has a management structure that spreads out below him. You've got low-level field officers, people that are just out grunting around. Okay. Then you've got the mid-level managers that work above them. Then you've got the department heads. Then you've got probably like special managers of special teams and it goes all the way up. All right. And the flow of information is not continuous. There's so much going on at the FBI that Christopher Ray, by very nature of that, could not be apprised of every decision that was made in every department. Uh, if you take a look at your own life and jobs that you've worked at, you know, if you have to talk to your boss, you have to give them a report on what's going on. You know, you you pick the most important things that are relevant to what they want to know. They're probably going to want to know metrics. They're they're going to want to know number of customers that came through the door, perhaps how much cash has been exchanged in the till. You know, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, they they don't necessarily want to know absolutely everything about it. And, and I'm not trying to convince you guys that Christopher Ray is a good dude. I'm just trying to explain my thought process when I'm evaluating how to react to things like this. What I believe is most important there is that Clay Higgins had the information. He already knew about the Ghostbusters. He already knew about the confidential human sources. He already knew about the FBI employees or operatives that were on those buses, that they were the first to arrive, and they were there ready and waiting to ensure that what took place on January 6th would be what took place on January 6th. Now, either Christopher Ray knew that or he didn't. But Clay just put him on blast, and more information is sure to come out very soon. I'm super excited about this, guys. This is this is good. This is very, very good. So keep your eyes open for that. Definitely keep your prayers with Clay. And uh, you guys also, there was a viewer who had sent me an email and um, unfortunately is, is in the midst of some really difficult times with her dog. Um, the dog, unfortunately, Cindy... Okay, Cindy's dog, Charlie, he's a senior dog, and he may have, uh, as a result of his age, developed some sort of dementia or diabetes. Uh, they, she says it could be Cushing's syndrome with the symptoms he's having, but she just had to do a couple hundred dollars worth of blood work, and she's in, in the midst of some trying financial times. So I just wanted to ask everybody here, please keep, keep Cindy and, uh, and her dog, Charlie, 
in your prayers. And Cindy, I, I know what you're going through. It, it's horrible. The other day, I'm approaching like the 10 year anniversary of my dog Harley dying. Harley was the best dog. He was uh, he was like an old yeller dog, a, a golden lab. And of course, you know, he was old. And so he was basically all white by that point. But he was the most loyal, friendliest dog that I've ever known. He was nothing but love. He listened so good, never went to the bathroom inside the house. He wouldn't run away from you if he was off of his leash. And he he was so good with kids. You know, my daughter, Chloe, she was, I believe, eight years old. No, God, she she was she was maybe 10, 10 or 12. She's because Chloe's like 22 or 23. Anyways, anyways. Um, So she uh, she and Harley were, were best buds and we had Chi Chi at the same time. But Harley developed cancer. And um, and he and he ended up passing away and we had to go through like thousands of dollars in medical bills for Harley. He I got the cancer cut out. He was okay for a while and then it came back and it just kept coming back. And at a certain point, there was not enough skin left on his leg to remove it and uh, and to close it up. And uh, and he just stopped eating. He knew. And uh, I stayed with him one night. The night that it felt like it was going to be the last because he couldn't get up, he, he wasn't going outside, and he passed away in the middle of the night. Basically waited for me to fall asleep, and I woke up, and uh, it was not long after he had passed away. Anyways, I don't mean to be maudlin, but I've just been thinking a lot about Harley because he was a great dog, and I miss him. And uh, we're coming up on that anniversary. So I understand exactly what you're going through, Cindy, and, and I hope that Charlie's going to be okay. All right. Um, so... Um, Oh, Karma also had a dog named Harley. Oh, she have a dog named Harley. She's an American Chihuahua, though. Yeah, Ch- uh, Chi-Chi, Cisco, he's, a, he's a, a deerhead Chihuahua, if I'm not mistaken. They were so cute together because Harley was huge and Chi-Chi's small. And, like, Harley had a big bed and he would lay down in it and Chi-Chi would go and, like, snuggle up uh, between his legs and his stomach. They were, like, two little peas in a pod. It was the cutest thing in the world. All right. So... Continuing on, let me just say thank you to uh, Leanne63 over on Pilled.net of the Foxhole. Uh, thank you for the can. Loop to loop, thank you for the pair of shades. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Netfolks1, thank you for the can. Sean Joe, thank you for the two cookies. I sincerely appreciate it. And, two, 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 okay. Florida John, that would be great. Arrest him for contempt of Congress. I would love Love to see that. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of things wrong in Washington, D.C. right now. Blurticus, I have an Akita named Harley. That's awesome. Akitas are great dogs. Uh, fun fact about Akitas, they only bond with one person because they were bear hunting dogs in Japan. And that person that they bond with has got to be the alpha. Um, but... Uh, the reason behind that is is uh, their whole modus operandi is the protection of the master. And so when they bond with that person, uh, they're friends for life. But you got to show them who's in charge. I'm sure that uh, Harley is a great dog, you guys. I'm sure Harley's a great dog. All right. So uh, tonight on Altered State, Brad and I are, are largely going to be talking about the uh, recent conviction of Peter Nygaard. Uh, Nygaard has been a subject here on the channel for several years. He was a Canadian business magnet, a fashion mogul, uh, and he was recently just found guilty of uh, uh, raping several children, sexually abusing several children. Um, well, 
he's got a lot in common with Jeffrey Epstein, and we'll go into the specifics of that. But in this specific piece, I want to talk about uh, one aspect of his common life to Jeffrey Epstein, which is Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, who has been accused of and actually um, uh, lost a court case, uh, he is supposed to pay $110 million to Virginia Jeffrey. Virginia Jeffrey was trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. She had also at one time accused Alan Dershowitz. But since that time, she has dropped her claim against Alan Dershowitz, and she actually said she might be mistaken. So just for anybody out there who has a bad opinion of Alan Dershowitz, I'm not saying you need to change it, but I just think that's something that's important that should be taken into context within that particular story. So Prince Andrew, he had a habit of hanging out with pedophiles who lived on private Bahamian islands there in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And uh, it looks like the victims of Jeffrey Epstein are, are now once again calling for Jeffrey Epstein or excuse me, for Prince Andrew to meet with FBI investigators um, because he hasn't. He, he has refused to do so. I mean, obviously, he's a member of the royal family. He's got full protection in the U.K. He doesn't really need to do anything at all. But the saga of Jeffrey Epstein is once again on the minds of so many people because of the conviction of this fashion mogul, Peter Nygaard. Uh, Prince Andrew was friends with Epstein. He was also friends with Nygaard. Uh, they had both apparently been hosted by the Finnish Canadian businessman at his estate in the Bahamas. Maybe Jeffrey Epstein and Prince Andrew were visiting there at the same time. And considering the things Jeffrey Epstein and Peter Nygaard like to do in their Time off. Uh, you can only imagine what it was that uh, Prince Andrew was doing with them as well. So Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell have been explored in depth by the mainstream and the alternative media. Peter Nygaard to a lesser degree, but I think that he really deserves it. Now, Prince Andrew meeting with FBI investigators, truly, I think that it's a pipe dream. I don't believe it's going to happen. Uh, but the fact that there is renewed interest and pressure on him to do so, uh, I find that to be slightly comforting. Uh, a lawyer by the name of Spencer Coven, who is representing several of the women who were abused by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, said if Prince Andrew is innocent, he should provide a full interview to the FBI. His continued silence in the face of multiple close friends being convicted of sexual assault, Ghislaine Maxwell and now Peter Nygaard, reeks of a guilty conscience. Of course it does. Another of Jeffrey Epstein's abuse victims uh, said Andrew's words were just hollow. It is clear he may never have had any intention of helping any of us. No, I, I think that his intention all along has been to stay out of prison. He doesn't want to help the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. Gillian Maxwell and maybe even him. Oh, and I'm sorry, I said 110 million. It's actually 12 million pounds that he settled with Virginia Jeffrey for. Uh, and Virginia Jeffrey also recently was just found to be not liable for any of the actions that she partook in while she was being trafficked by Virginia and Jeffrey. So that's good. All right. Yes, Peter Nygaard, my God, that man was a monster. He operated with complete impunity and uh, he controlled he controlled things at a high level. That man had a lot of money and he knew how to put it to good use to ensure that he could continue to abuse those young girls. And it gets so much worse, guys. Tune in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on Altered State where Brad and I are going to go into it in depth.
So I'd like to talk now uh, once again. Uh, about the shifting electoral landscape here in America uh, and largely the panic surrounding the Democrats and the left as a result of switching allegiances within certain members of the population. Uh, right now, black Democrat voters are continuing to flee the Democratic plantation in record numbers. Uh, there's a man by the name of Horace Cooper. He's the chairman of a group called Project 21. And he said in an interview yesterday that this was due to the quicker loss of life from homicide rates. Black Americans are now rejecting the Democrat Party in record numbers. He appeared on the Ingram angle discussing what issues are facing black Americans, uh, noting that the high crime rate in this country disproportionately affects black Americans. Uh, and of course, we just just had uh, another instance of horrific violence taking place in Washington, D.C. Uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser, in a press conference, refused to address a, a video that was put out by a couple of black teenagers uh, where they were talking openly about murdering people and carjacking them. Uh, and of course, carjackings are out of control. Uh, unfortunately, the life of crime, uh, this sort of, you know, just horrendous display uh, is very prominent inside the urban black community. I had a video pulled up yesterday that I never got to show you, but it was uh, basically a birthday party for a couple of small children, like eight and under. And the fathers of these children, and all of them were black, uh, they were they they had guns and piles of money that were sitting on the table, and they were video uh, videoing. The children, the toddlers playing with the guns and flashing around money like that is a major cultural issue right there. And for people like that who grow up believing that that sort of lifestyle is the only lifestyle you can live or the best way that you can live your life. My God, what a failure. What a failure of the school system, a failure of the governments in these areas, a failure of the institutions that are supposed to help shape us into people who are functioning and 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 productive members of society. It was just terrible. Terrible. Well, Black Americans have always been thought of as an easy vote by the Democratic Party. And the reason is because uh, they pay lip service at the right time. Uh, they do a little bit of outreach and they tell them that if you don't vote for Joe Biden, well, you ain't black. Uh, unfortunately, that sort of mesmerizing propaganda is no longer working. Uh, you have Democrat run cities all over the nation that are falling into abysmal disrepair. Uh, you have unrestrained criminal action taking place. You have police that have been removed from the street and the ones who haven't. They don't want to deal with the possibility of a George Floyd 2.0, so they just wipe their hands of it and they walk away. And the people who suffer are the black Americans who live in these neighborhoods. It's really unfortunate, and that is due largely in part to the Democrat leadership of America, as it has been for years. They figured if we can't enslave you in chains, we're going to enslave you in society, and it's quite literal. The Democrats, they sought to destroy black families and the institutions that held them together so that they could control them in the dirtiest possible way. So we're talking about a neo-Marxist attack on the family, on faith, 
uh, on uh, the institutions that should, by all means, be there to help people in their time of need. Uh, and unfortunately for the Democrats and fortunately for society, black Americans are starting to understand this. And they have been for some time. This isn't really a new phenomenon. Uh, but as a result of the horrific leadership of Joe Biden and his illegitimate regime, uh, by the treatment uh, that black Americans have received from these politicians who just expect them to show up and vote, shut up and vote. Uh, We don't care about you. We don't care about your cities. We don't care about the problems that are facing your communities. Donald Trump is the only president in recent memory who did anything for the black community. Uh, and, And he did quite a lot. But the thing is, he didn't just do stuff for the black community. He did something for Americans. And the Democrats just can't say that. They do things for Americans, but they're things that harm us. They're things that harm our families, that destroy us one little brick at a time. And it's not just black Americans, Spanish Americans, people of Spanish descent coming from all over the world are also flocking to Donald Trump. Uh, and the Democrats are particularly freaked out because one of the biggest champions of Joe Biden in the 2020 election was Univision. Well, right now, it appears that their tune is starting to change. They may actually be planning to align with Donald Trump and help him to victory in 2024. Uh, now, this most recent evidence shows that Univision is appearing to change its tune towards Donald Trump after several years of denigrating him and just going along with the mainstream media uh, propaganda talking points. Uh, they are now under new management, and since that new management came in, uh, they have been giving Donald Trump much more favorable coverage than they did during 2020. So there was another Mexican media group, Grupo Televisa. They merged with Univision last year to create a new company, Televisa Univision. And in an article published by the Washington Post on Tuesday, uh, with a clear subtext of distress, it says the rapport between Trump and And no, excuse me, the rapprochement between Trump and Univision uh, is on the rise. So when Donald Trump ran for reelection in 2020, his campaign called Univision the nation's most influential Spanish language network, a leftist propaganda machine and a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party, which they were uh, as Pretty much every single fake news left-wing media outlet is. All the mainstream media is a talking piece for the DNC. Now, three three years later, Donald Trump is treating Univision and their new owners like long-lost friends. Apparently, he hosted a trio of their executives at Mar-a-Lago just last week. He did a one-hour-long interview with Univision, and it was notable because it wasn't contentious. There was a gracious tone between President Trump and the Spanish-language interviewer who sat down with him. It all started out with a question about how he's doing among Latino voters in the early general election polling. Uh, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, just happens to be a friend of one of these executives. He's the one who actually put the interview together. He got them in the room together. Uh, And the, uh, the the brand new network is now 
talking to Donald Trump in a way that they never would have before. If you go back and look at the coverage of Donald Trump during the 2020 election cycle, uh, he was billed as a racist. He, he was billed as a, a breaker of families. Uh, he was billed as the type of man who didn't care about people uh, and that he was uh, just looking to destroy Mexicans, basically. Put him in chains, just like Joe Biden said. But that was so far from the truth. So I'm hoping that we're going to have some good news in President Trump's New York civil trial today uh, because he's asked for a mistrial uh, based upon tangible and overwhelming evidence of bias within the courtroom. Judge Arthur and Gorin, the selfless shirt, the shirtless selfie taker. Uh, and then, of course, his um, assistant, who is good friends with Chuck Schumer. So. He asked for this mistrial earlier today, citing this evidence. It was a 30-page motion, and it claimed that Arthur and Gorin engaged in extrajudicial activities, polit- publicly commenting on the trial, uh, and is impermissibly co-judging with law clerk Allison Greenfield, who is, of course, involved with extensive public partisan activities. He also attacked the gag order uh, that Gorin issued, barring Trump and anybody else from speaking about this publicly. Uh, he said such evidence coupled with an unprecedented departure from standard judicial procedure has tainted these proceedings and a mistrial is warranted. Specifically, the court's own conduct coupled with the principal law clerk, Allison Greenfield's unprecedented role in the trial and extensive public partisan activities would cause a casual observer to question the party's impartiality. Thus, only the grant of a mistrial can salvage what is left of the rule of law. And they're absolutely right. We've spoken about this on many different occasions. And there are so many reasons why the uh, behavior of Arthur and Gorin and, of course, his law clerk uh, should have already had this case thrown out. Uh, I hope that President Trump gets his mistrial. I hope that everything is thrown out and uh, this is never going to see the inside of a courtroom ever again. But what is coming remains to be seen now. Uh, Another issue in regards to that gag order and, of course, uh, any other gag orders, uh, we have a group of 18 Republican state attorneys general who have argued that President Trump's gag order undermines their citizens' interest in hearing from major political candidates during this current election cycle. Those states are led by Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd and West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Uh, They filed a brief in the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia backing President Trump's appeal to the gag order in the 2020 election case taking place in Washington, D.C., stating that Judge Tanya Chutkin, an Obama appointee and an avowed Trump hater, has overstepped her role when she imposed this order. So now you have 18 states, nearly half the country, who stands with President Trump, suggesting that the American people should be able to hear from him. They said, as administrators of free and fair elections, we have an interest in ensuring no illegal prior restraint is entered against any major political candidate. Indeed, our citizens have an interest in hearing from major political candidates in that election. The order threatens the state's interests by infringing on President Trump's free speech rights. Uh, And once again, it absolutely does. But that is the point. All right, you guys, before we end, this is a story that I meant to get to yesterday, and I was unable to. And I think that Brad and I are going to do a full dig on exactly what's happening in Ukraine in next week's altered state. Um, 
But what's really interesting is that a Ukrainian lawmaker uh, by the name of Dubinsky uh, recently was imprisoned about two months ago. Uh, he's been charged with treason for misinformation. Uh, and it also turns out that he's been sanctioned by the United States government for divulging the proof of the Burisma corruption. Uh, this is all in regards to those Petro Poroshenko Joseph Biden tapes that came out back in 2020. There was a Ukrainian MP who actually published them and he held a press conference, but it was this guy who actually gave them to him. Now, what's notable about this case is that he was currently, or excuse me, he was formerly like a confidant of Zelensky. He was part of Zelensky's People's Party or servant of the People's Party. Uh, And over time, he became disillusioned and uh, he said, you know what? Uh, he's no better than any of the other corrupt presidents we've had in the past. And so he showed that Joe Biden uh, truly is the corrupt uh, game changing kingmaker that he's always said that he wasn't. Joe Biden is willing to do whatever it takes as long as it means that he's going to get a piece of that pie. He will get people fired. Uh, he will uh, change U.S. foreign policy. He will get you weapons. He, he'll get you permits. Uh, he, he will invest and have his son work at a oil and gas company in your country if that means that he's going to be receiving checks. So when this initially came out yesterday, all we knew is that Zelensky had charged him with treason for speaking out against him. Uh, this is just one of many examples of Zelensky cracking down on speech in his country and Anytime somebody speaks out against him, uh, he wants them to know that that simply is not going to fly. Well, today we learned that Dubinsky actually uh, was on the U.S. sanctions list for the, quote, election misinformation. So my question is, is he in prison for treason? Is he in prison for what he said about Zelensky? Or did Zelensky lock him up because the United States requested it, because Joe Biden and his regime want to keep everything as quiet as possible so that the American public don't learn just how corrupt and illegitimate he actually is. Of course, both things can be true, but I tend to think that Zelensky was probably doing a favor for Joe Biden uh, so that maybe he could keep the United States involved in this war that is not going too hot for the people of Ukraine. All right, you guys, I just want to do a final thank you to J2Dank over on Pilled.net. So thank you very much for that. Uh, doesn't look like we have anything over on Cash App or anything on Ko-Fi. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us today. Once again, I, I would ask that you share the show, uh, that you hit that like button, and that you also uh, maybe populate the website for the final sponsor of the program, my friends at OnenessDrops.com. That link is in the description below, but I'm sure that my mods will pass it out. If you head on over to onenessdrops.com and when you purchase your chlorine dioxide water purification kits and use code RP78, you will save 15% off your order. Chlorine dioxide is a miracle substance. It's something that everyone here needs to have on hand. You got to have it in your go bag. You got to have it in your medicine cabinet. Got to have it in your car, uh, in, uh, in your first aid kit, no matter where it is. Uh, this is something that everybody needs to have on hand. With chlorine dioxide, you can kill a whole bunch of pathogens and creepy crawlies. Uh, and you can also make 
dirty water safe to drink. Funny enough, a study just came out saying that an excellent way to make sure you don't catch coronavirus is to gargle with salt water. And I laughed. That was like the first thing that my mom would always tell me to do when I had a sore throat. If I felt like I was coming down with something, you gargle with salt water and and, and it goes away. Well, you know, it works for COVID because COVID's the freaking cold. Uh, And uh, also make sure that you check out MyPillows.com, where when you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off of all of Mike Lindell's amazing products, whether it's the Giza Dream Sheets, the bath towels or the beach towels, the MyPillow 2.0 with the patented gusset, the MyPillow mattress topper or the mattress itself or the slippers or even the bathrobe. All of the products there at MyPillow.com are American-made, American-designed, and produced by Mike Lindell in his American factory. So thank you everyone for being here. I'm going to pass out these gold pills over on the foxhole, and then we're going to call it a day, and I hope that I will see you tonight at Badlands Media on Altered State with myself and Brad Getz. Until that time, good luck and God bless. If not tonight, I hope I see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern right here on Red Pill 78. Good luck. God bless. Peace.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.